was like, wow, Warren has some, he's dropping some truth today. <laughs> and it was like tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. So, so somebody on Twitter was like, y'all know this isn't Warren Buffett, right? <laughs> like Warren Buffett has time. <laughs> Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Merthel. My name is Rita, and today we're going to talk about what poor people say versus what rich people say. Well, what do you think, Merthel? There's a lot of things that I used to say. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Although I have more money than I did before, there are still things that I say that I used to say when I had a lot less money. And I'm still learning. I will admit to anyone listening, I am still learning. There are things that I have done, things that I've spent money on, and certain things that I shouldn't have um, done that I'm embarrassed about because I still had a poor mentality. Right. Um, I agree. Like, like talking poor is just, it's, it's very easy to do. Very so easy. Let's get right in get there. It. Yeah. It's hard to get out of the mindset. So yeah. one of the things that I recognize is, and this is just me, but I recognize this, that I will still struggle with saying, I need to eat all this food off my plate. Oh boy. <laughs> See, that's one of the things that I never did say. Right. I never really said that. I would throw out if I had if I would throw out food all the time. And I know that for some reason that gets under a lot of people's skin. There's a lot of people that would be like, "Rita, why don't you eat more? Rita, what are you doing? Rita, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Rita, Rita, Rita." And it's just like, why is everyone getting upset at right. me throwing away food? Like I'll just I'll just eat what I want and I'll just right. throw it away. And and the thing about it is it's like I've just gotten recently gotten a breakthrough from that mentality of eat everything on your but you, plate. And you used to not just eat your plate. You'd eat everybody, everybody else's, else's plate. plate. If I left food, he would just say, okay, give it to Absolutely. me. The kids, give it to me. And it would be like, Hun, you don't have to eat it. But that's what poor people do. Oh. Poor people, we eat everything off the plate. Why? Because... Somehow in your mind, you think that was money that I spent and you feel in yourself gratified, like this gratification, like, good, I didn't waste this food. I didn't waste this money. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is, is that um, rich people are more concerned with taking care of their health than saving a buck over food. So mm -hmm. if you want to taste something that may not necessarily be the healthiest for you, that's what you'll do as a wealthy person because you're trying to take care of yourself. You will just take a bite and you'll throw the entire thing in the garbage because that's okay. Because whether it goes inside your mouth and ruins your body or whether it goes in the garbage can, it's actually better for it to go in the garbage can. It's not a waste. It's just you have enough money to pay for the experience of tasting something once and that's good enough for you. And that's kind of like the luxury that rich people have. Because they don't, they're not so concerned about the money they spend on food. So they just, they have the luxury to be able to say, I'll take one bite. I can afford that. I'll throw the rest away because I actually want to take care of myself because I don't want to, you know, live a short life. Uh, while poor people will end up eating these things and they'll ruin their health. And they think that they just saved themselves when they really didn't. So rich people, poor people. Mm-hmm. 
What else do they say? Um, well, that was that was me. But um, like another thing that um, I find um, that that I would say when I was poor um, is I'll repair this myself. Always trying to repair something in the home myself. And now, like we literally, we will pay for the maintenance guy for it everything but you know it's not so much we just said it like we couldn't do it we could not pay for a maintenance person you know maybe you're right there's a lot of things that we couldn't pay for but the thing about it is is that if you prioritize yeah that's true if we prioritized it if we were prioritizing and here's and here's the difference between rich people and poor people rich people will say listen my time is valuable i can pay for someone to come in while i am focusing and i'm prioritizing working on making more money and that's that's the difference between rich people and poor people. Poor people are like, I'm gonna save a buck. I'm gonna fix this thing. By the time you read through what you had to do and everything, it it's you you don't really value what you have to offer as far as making money if you're fixing literally everything, unless you're a repair person and you actually are very very good at it and you could just do it with no problem, then then it makes sense. But if you are if you don't know what you're doing. And it's going to spend you umpteen amounts of time to just research and to figure it out and then to do it and and probably not even do the best job, maybe even, you know, what you don't really value your time. Mm-mm. No, <clears throat> it was our when I think back to our first house that was supposed to be a fixer upper, we quickly realized that not only did we have not have the finances to actually fix the fixer upper but also we didn't even have the know-how personally right so basically as things were breaking down they just broke down around us <laughs> it and horrible. it was, it was becoming a big mess so let's let's, let's mess. run through a couple of the things so there's one glass in our dining room on uh, the window it cracked i don't remember what happened i don't remember how it cracked i feel like it was somebody threw a ball or something but the thing about the, those windows was those windows. It was an old house. Right. Those so they windows were, they were, were not, single pane. They were single pane windows and they were like the cheapest type. Right. So as it broke, we all we could do is board it up. So literally, literally we had a boarded up window in our dining room. In our dining room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that then was not cool. We had a boarded up window in, in our children's room. The girls <laughs> shared one room and we had a boarded up window. That window was cracked, too. It was yeah, it cracked or oh, something wow. happened. So we put a board. I, I can't remember that. We yeah, we put a board up window. Well, so like, we had no, it's two. coming back to me now. Oh yes. brother! And on our porch, our porch, our front porch was, it was it was a little bit raised off the ground. So you had to take this little short, like maybe three or four steps up. The problem was when we bought it, we were supposed to have fixed it by putting a rail. I, I, I guess apparently the people before us didn't have a rail there for like four or five steps and you know this house has been around since the 40s so a lot of regulations have come um, up until then but um we were told that we had to do that you know when we bought it so that's fine we you know we put a rail there but when you actually stepped foot on the porch remember that wood i guess had been maybe rotting and was so soft that um i don't remember who it was that stepped but their foot just went all the way through it do you remember who it was? I that don't was remember. The porch. That was our porch. Yeah, but so basically, you walk up and then boom, there's this big hole where Inside somebody stepped porch. in it, yeah. and the stairs that go up to the porch just fell apart. Oh, that's, so we had no that's stairs true. to go onto our front porch and no that railing. True. Oh my goodness! It oh my goodness! Was... And then, so in our kids' room, I think I had mentioned this before on another podcast. 
they had wood so you're thinking ooh, wood trim okay well this wood was still seeping sap (laughs) seeping sap folks seeping sap it was literally sticky it was sticky and brown and um you couldn't lean up against that wall because you know you just you get dirty you get sap on you and it was it was so crazy because it's like this house has been here from the 40s and it was like you know like 70 years later (laughs) it's still seeping they had no knob on their door because the knob came off right so they could they could they could shut their door, but they couldn't get out. Well, we told them, don't shut this door. Yeah, and they so they kept it open. They always ended up shutting the door. You know how kids are. Well, and they so they'd were be really trapped. Young. They would be trapped inside. Not really. I wouldn't say they were trapped. They were not trapped, but no. like they couldn't get out. So we had to like basically take off the knob. So they had no knob. Yeah, so that's what we did. We took off the knob right. so that they didn't get trapped. They wouldn't get trapped. No, and we weren't I, negligent. We made sure right. that they would not be stuck. After being trapped once or twice <laughs> yeah said, it's like okay let's take the knob off yeah but it wasn't replaced back. There, there was carpet i mean from all different ages orange carpet on the you stairs you know you can tell where where the 70s were green where the 40s were and there was right. parts where there was some probably some um linoleum, linoleum. from the like mm-hmm. 50s um it was it was quite and then full wood full wood cabin inside the living room <laughs> yeah all upon the walls now another thing though too was that at some point, we started getting wasps in the house. I don't know where they were coming in. Was we closed all the windows, but as they were coming in, I started just taping up the windows right. on the sides. So like, we have we have some boards, we have tape, <laughs> some tape around the edges, all around the edges. It was ridiculous. Let's put it this way: we weren't inviting people over much. I remember when we were uh, out one day, and I was with my cousin. And she had to drive with me. Now, she didn't live in the area, but she drove with me to the house. And I told her, you stay in the car. <laughs> and I went Whoa. inside. And it was like at night and it was so dark. She didn't really see anything. And I remember asking her years later when she was like, Rita, I never went in your house, uh, that house. And I'm like, yeah, you did. She goes, no. You told me to stay you in the car. You told me to stay in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, you saw the outside. She's like, Rita, it's pitch black. I didn't see anything. And I'm like, it's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, another thing that poor people say is the cost of living is too much here to ever get ahead. And what they say rich people say is I need to move somewhere cheaper unless I can make up the difference in salary here. Mm. And I bring this up because I see on Facebook a lot people talking about, you know, it costs 1400 what what 1400 will do like in Oklahoma City versus New York City versus LA. I remember going to New York City and we were in Central Park and we were doing one of those um, carriage rides where was that guy? What was he on? Was he on like a he's on a bike? That's what it was. He was on a mm-hmm. bike and we were in the back and he was telling us how he lives in New Jersey. All his co-workers live in New Jersey. Like he was like a lot of us, most people, we can't afford to live here. We have to work and we have to live in New Jersey and then cross the, um, the bridge in order to work. And I thought, man, that is, I I know it wasn't far, you know, New Jersey, New York, it's like right there for at least, you know, Northern. It just seemed like, what a a statement that, and I read a lot of articles that talked about a lot of people have to commute into New York City to actually work and people cannot afford to live there. I've seen the comparison with what, you know, let's say, like I said, $1,400 will get you in Oklahoma City or somewhere in the south versus you know la and i you know i'm i'm um, originally from los angeles and growing up 
I didn't really see or feel that tug that a lot of people have been feeling lately. I feel the housing market has just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. I've seen the prices in Northern California where it's like this this like two bedroom shack is like $2 million. Right. And it's almost like, why are people still staying there? I don't know, prestige, but home buying is one of the big things where poor people and rich people um, have differences. Like for instance, um, a poor person will say, wow, how big of a house can I buy? But a rich person will be like, I'll buy a house that fits my needs. And and the interesting thing is, is that if a poor person drives in a neighborhood, they'd be like, whoa, that house is huge. I want to buy that house. A rich person will drive through a neighborhood, look at the smallest home in a really nice neighborhood and get in on that selling point because they know that that smallest home is probably something that they could get, afford, and flip to be able to, when they're ready to, for uh, it to uh, appreciate. I always hear that, and I always am like, really, really? Because I don't know if I always buy that because a lot of rich people, not every one of them clearly, but a lot of rich people will go and buy that really big house. And I see that for some of the people who are in the smallest homes, it was when they didn't have as much money in order to buy the bigger homes and they got in that neighborhood early with that small home and a lot of them tend to stay. I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm saying that I think that we've hyped up that saying a lot. I think that rich people do look for the deal, though. That's what I'm saying. I think they look for a deal. And I think poor people, what they will do is they will buy a home that is way out of their price range so that they can be in a bigger home. Yes, I mean, I can agree with that. I can I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I know that for some people who look at our home, they'll just be like, whoa, that's way too big. They don't need all that. But when you think about what we do at our house. Oh, no, we, we needed this size We house. film. We, we basically work. We're here 24-7. We can't be in, some, in, in, a, in a small home where we're constantly running into each other. There are times where someone's filming and we don't, we need to be in an area where we can still... I don't know, right. watch TV or talk on the phone or whatever without having to be quiet like this. Oh, no, we didn't. You know? We didn't make that same mistake um, because we're not poor anymore. But mm-hmm. but the, the point is, is that even Dave Ramsey says that your home should not exceed 25 percent. And our home is a fraction, a fraction of that, like a real small fraction of what we actually make per month. So we're we're just not this. We we definitely ain't poor no more. Well, I mean, I, I don't like to keep emphasizing that because I still feel inside that I am in a I sense. I do too. I you do know, too. I really do. And, and, and it's funny because there's a lot of articles that say, what's the difference between poor and broke? And they say that poor is a mentality. It is one definition said it's to accept an external definition of oneself to believe that there is a distinction between the classes and you're simply stuck at the bottom. It's who you are, there's no way out, it's a long-term situation, and your financial identity is labeled by others. To be broke, they say, means that you may have no money, but it's a temporary situation, you're just one good paycheck away from financial stability. Right. But I don't I don't know if I believe in those particular terms Not because necessarily. I think you can think be broke semantics. for a long period. Right. <laughs> and I remember, I think though that everyone has their own definition of poor and definition of broke. So we were listening to that other podcast, uh, Jesus and Jalaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, were, so they funny, were talking the about, oh yeah, goodness. they're really good. They were talking about how 
um, one of them was like, I'm broke. I have no money. Mm-hmm. And their friend would be like, yeah, I'm broke too. But, you know, next week I'm going to fly out to this trip and this vacation. And she's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. no, no. no. <laughs> you, if you have airplane money. Right. If you have airplane money. <laughs> vacation you're money. You're not poor. You're not, you're not broke. That's another thing that poor people say. Poor people love to say, I don't have any money. Like, what are you like? You gotta, we gotta qualify what I don't have any money is. First of all, like you said, like if you're going on vacation, you can't say you don't have money. And if you, and if you like, you look in your fridge and you don't like what you have in there, like you got oranges, you got, you know, fruit, you got vegetables. You're like, I got nothing in the fridge. Oh my goodness, it's just empty. We're like, we're starving here. Like, I just find that people are so exaggerative, and I'm just like, mm. well, I never really got into that whole. That that's not one of the things that I said. I don't have it. When I did not have any money, I did not have money. Yeah, but like, someone on my the bank outside account was like zero. Like, no, it's negative. It's but, negative. Exactly. But some people might think. Don't tell me you don't have money and you have. Yeah, you, but they would see you walk out of Pizza Hut and be like, "Well, he can't be broke because he yeah. has a pizza." Well, you're, you're straight because if I found a twenty bucks, I was definitely gonna go get something. To eat. Exactly. So and that's how I see it. But I now. never say. But I didn't say I'm broke. I just took my twenty bucks and went and got it. I'm just like I know. Like I just that that is like a pet peeve. Like I'm broke. Like you're broke. Like what do you have in your bank account? Because I remember broke. I remember. I remember like nothing negative. That's when you say you have nothing. It's true. You don't have money. I remember there was a time where I I was doing everything I could to keep my cell phone on. Everything. I was calling them. I was pleading with them. I was crying. I was saying, I'll pay it this time. And I, and I was just, I, I, I was distraught because I knew that my phone was my lifeline right. at this point in time. I it there there was no like big social media mm-hmm. at that point in time. And if they so, cut it off, you had to pay like charges. You had to right, pay, like, but but and... but bigger than that, I didn't feel like I would be able to talk with my um with my family when I'm going for job interviews. I always give them that number, so it felt like a real chop. It felt like uh my lifeline was broken, and I was after I was tried everything. I just did not have the money. I did not have the money. And I didn't know when I was going to get the money to be able to pay this bill. And the reason why it was even so high, it was because we were going back and forth into Canada. So I was use, I had to use it long distance. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of, um, they didn't have like really good plans. So anyway, uh, it did get cut off. And I, what I thought was the worst thing in the world actually was like, oh, okay, it's off. And, and, and I and I survived. It's off and I survived. Right. But that's what I mean when I'm like, I have no money because I can't even keep things that I know I need, like gas money or, you know, right. bills. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, now I feel like if I ever was put in a place where like there was no money, like somehow the bank account was empty, I still would maintain a mentality that I'm not gonna focus on I have no money and I'm not gonna say I have no money because really money is just one thing. It's your resources, it's your wisdom, it's your ability to make money. If somehow um, someone stole money, like you know, sometimes uh, there'll be a scam or something will happen and your money is like gone from your bank account, I wouldn't panic like like the way I panicked before because we know that we would know what to do to get the money again. Like almost like Dave Ramsey said, I have got a lot of money and I lost a lot of money. 
right? Oh, yeah, I know. But he knows how to make the money back. So he's not sitting there saying, I'm poor or I have no money. I don't have any. No, because the focus is not on money. The focus is on how I can make that money. Right. Because one of the things that they say poor people say is they should pay me more. And rich people say, what additional ways can I make money? Exactly. And I remember before for me, I would constantly be looking at my paycheck and looking at it going, okay, for the amount of work I did, I actually should be paid more for the amount of headache, the amount of responsibility, the amount of travel, the amount of everything. Right. And you're sitting there waiting for someone to begging someone to give you more when when rich people don't think that way. The way that we think is that I'm going to go and make that money. Let's go make that money. How are we going to make this? Mm -hmm. You're not saying like... Who is going to like, when is the last time that you actually said to yourself, since we've been entrepreneurs, that you said to yourself, hmm, where can I go get a job that will pay me more money? No. Like, no. I can't fathom. Like this morning I woke up and I had to praise God that I didn't have to rush out. I didn't have to rush out. I didn't have to like go and say, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late. I could be here and I could do the things I love and do it from my home right. with my family. And it's it's a huge blessing. And for those of you who want to do that too, pray about it. Pray about it and, and believe that it can happen. Absolutely. Using your, your skill set, your gifts, your talents. There is a way for most of us. I'm not saying it's for everybody. It's not. Some people would be mm-hmm. driven crazy staying at home working. Some people love to just go out there and meet people and all that. So you got to do what's in your best interest. But Definitely. anyway, I was I was really thankful because I don't ever want to get into a situation where I want to be told this is what you're going to be paid and this and and it's not even like you really get out of it even as an entrepreneur. You can still, you still have to be subject to what people are going to pay. Like it's a negotiation at this point. Like let's say you do a brand deal. You know, I could say, oh, I'll do it for this huge amount. But then that brand person says, well, we only have this budget. And then I say, well, you know, well, you got to bump up your budget at least a little more. Right. And so it's a negotiation. So it's really not name that price or else we'd all name one billion and we'd all be done. (laughs) Right. You know, right. So, but, um, you know, going back to the house, going back to the house, another thing that, um, poor people do is they say, how little can I put down on this house? Like, and then they think, Ooh, yeah, I got a deal. I said it. I said it on our first house. Right. Ooh, yeah. Like I I basically am paying nothing. You're actually not even owning your house and you never will. Like if you are paying the absolute minimum and you're going 30 years on your mortgage and you're not concerned about your interest rate you're you don't own your house you're just a glorified renter like that house will never be yours and you do not own it but you know but you're feeling good about it then that's a poor mentality that is not a wealthy mentality it really is and i think it takes a long time and a lot of wisdom to understand that i i can't tell you that i still what i what i should say is that it's something that i struggled with even with buying this our second house now I struggled with that thought and I am I made steps and I'm making steps to try to really come out of that mentality and do things and with a with a wealthy state of mind because like I said I do not feel that way so there are a lot of ways that I still think I feel in error in some ways just because 
it's been ingrained and so you're kind of right. like fighting against the current right this is the poor mentality like i said i mean i i i've been just getting out of some of these mentalities uh when it came to uh, several things that we said be, because poor is a state of mind it doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank and it doesn't matter how much revenue that is coming in it is a state of mind you have to always be conscious about being fiscally responsible um another thing we've talked about this several times in our podcast is poor people say i need to get a college loan while a wealthy person will say i need to get my education in the most fiscally responsible way possible where i am selecting a school that is that is going to take care of you know my my tuition they could be giving you a scholarship it could be a community college you're looking for the best place to go and get that degree that you don't have to go and choose the the most expensive way just because it's prestigious well folks here's another mistake i made i remember in being in college and i was like oh well give me that loan give me this loan don't worry i'll just put it on deferment when i get right. out and, and living off of our loans remember i would yeah, get loans that that we that? didn't even go on to it didn't what, even go on to my education this is it, we gonna sound bad what, what was that thing called again is when it, we would get the refund what was it called remember how we would it, when every year would start every school year would start and we'd get that lump sum uh, that didn't go to the loan right it's a tap tap or something like that no no not that we would pay, it, we'd get the loans, everything would come in, and then there'd be this extra cash amount. Oh, a, a refund. It was, was like it was a refund. A, but not a tax refund. No, it was a loan refund that what oh. they did was they made sure I applied it to all your classes, right. then they applied it to your textbooks. Right. And then everything else you would be able to get. And then they would say that these are living expenses or these are this, which was living expenses. We were using it. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like a refund check. Right. Man, it's been a while, people. But, that has nothing to do with where we are. That has everything to do with years. I just don't remember that. Um, we That was fun. That was like, yes. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh my goodness. Until you have pay to sell bills. Until you have to pay off on your student loan and you can never get rid of it. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, it's, but that's poor and rich people. That's just how it is. There's another saying that people say, and it's, thank God it's Friday. Oh no, it's Monday. Yo, I'm, I still say thank versus, God it's Friday. Versus, oh good, it's Monday. I can get some things done. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, some people may say that's a rich person, poor person thing. Whereas like, ooh, you know, um, rich person says, oh, thank God it's Monday. I can start work again. Ooh, I love to work. I actually say that. Like, thank God it's, I, I love Monday and I love working because I like what we do. But I also like Friday. I'm sorry. That's just a everybody thing. Mm. Like, I love, I love Friday. I love the Sabbath. I love that time period where you can, you know, just rest, just you know spiritually what? For, rest. And yeah. I for just, me, it's weird, but I tend to get really good ideas and flow right before friday night and do you know why because your brain because your brain maybe. is actually starting to relax yeah and your brain's like wait relax no right. i got this great idea i know rita and let's and talk about it's it it's aggravating <laughs> to me because i'm like oh man i gotta wait all the way till well i we actually work on sunday now because yeah we work on sundays we know, just we just keep we just keep we just, this our sabbath on the on saturday, friday, friday to night, saturday night, saturday night. and so I'm like, oh, I got to wait. You know, I got to wait. And, and it usually ends up happening that I don't even institute it on the Sunday, probably the Monday. Right. And that's just the devil trying like, to get oh, you to, to not like rest, to not rest, to not rest your brain and just relax and just take a take a break. Another one they say is I des poor people say I deserve a vacation. 
Rich people say, I'll take a vacation I can pay cash for and still put money away. Do rich people say that? I think they do. I don't know about that. We take vacations now. We never used to take vacations before. And when we did take a vacation, we had to like loan money for it. And then we never were able to pay it back because we were taking payday loans to do it. <laughs> no, we never took a payday loan for a vacation. What are you talking about? No, hun? we did not. We absolutely did take a payday loan and went on vacation. And we couldn't pay it back. We did not. Yes, we did. Yes, we We did. We were. We what? We did. Which vacation? It was the. That's the first time that we even started to do the payday loan. We were like, oh, we'll just pay it back, and we did, and we did actually pay it back. Marcel, which vacation was that? This was the time that we went on the cruise. The first cruise. Yeah. I don't recall that. I remember it was. We used to go on these walks, and we used to like. I know that part. Go on vacation. I don't recall paying. And we're like, we could never. Yeah, we absolutely did, and we actually paid it off. We actually paid it off, and then we said, we'll never do that again. You know, because really? it's like, I don't know if it's worth it to go uh, do, do payday loan or whatever. But I then do recall that around that time, I was about to start work with a neurologist and a pain management. And I remember that job I didn't I didn't end yes. up taking because, because of you, but we took the, the shading pay, stuff we going took on. the payday loan because we thought we would be able to pay it back and it wouldn't be a problem. Oh, OK. That's crazy. <laughs> we said it. Do I have selective said, memory? I have no idea. We said I don't. I, it's just crazy to me that maybe um we, maybe it, I did remember and I'm in denial. Right. That's crazy. The reason why is because it wouldn't have been a problem because you were about to get a job and that would have just easily paid it. What ended up happening is I had to take my paycheck and then pay it back <laughs> no, really. and then and then it was a challenge to pay it back and it, it, it slipped us back on a few things that's so crazy and then we were like well that was so easy maybe we could just get another one and then we just started going down this rabbit hole that was like a it sure was a rabbit rabbit hole, hole. bad anyhow we've talked about that before so you guys could go search and hear about that's that rabbit crazy. hole that was crazy but yeah i know i think we really should have a separate podcast just on payday loans I feel like we did talk about it though. Like really? We, we, oh yes. Oh, oh it, was, it was a horrible, horrible, talk about it again. Horrible, horrible. People, beware. Be aware that that is not what you need to do. Um, right. How about this one? I. I like this one. Okay, fine. Go ahead. This, 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 this is poor people right here, and you know it. You know it. If right. you do it, I have to get that lotto ticket. Do you know how much it is? Do you know how much that lotto ticket is? That okay. lotto ticket is We don't like, even believe in playing the lottery. I don't, but... But I remember one time the jackpot was so high. It was just like it half was so a high. Mil- like and it was we, like half a billion or something we, like that. Or yeah. It was almost a billion. We were like, like, well, let's let's just do this. You know what? Let's make this better by praying over it. Right. And let's do this. Oh, my goodness. But well, I, I'm, I am not a superstitious person. I think I, I, bought, one t- I, I bought only one lotto ticket in my entire life. I regretted it. Anyway, I didn't I'm, win, not, but I'm like- not a superstitious person, but I will say that I do believe that money is cursed. Yeah, I would and never buy I, another one. Ever. If I had won that money, I would have probably I been terrified. God, I, I did not I just, win that money. I, I feel like God. I would have been like... What 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 do I do? I would have probably I'm just like, pretended I never won it. Here here, someone take it. I probably would have gotten on my knees and like, Lord, please forgive me. I'm sorry. That's what I probably would have done. Because you know what, what always goes through my mind is that man who won so much money, and he was on the Today Show with his granddaughter, it and, he, and they were Remember like, What time? do you want? What to do with I the money? Meet Nelly. I want to see Nelly. I want to see Nelly. That. And then like a few months later, she was dead from a drug overdose. Right. And that's yeah. constant. Like that is. And then he ended up getting robbed and beaten. I think he died right. too. Um, All later, sorts of things. It's his just, wife divorced oh. him, and but that's like that's the story of so many people, yeah. and it may not happen to absolutely everyone. 
But, but it's just, enough to it's, make me scared. I, like, know, nope. I don't want I don't want no part of lottery. Like, no. you know, rich people make their own lottery every single time that they put their creative juices together. Like, make your own lottery. You'll feel so good. Like, when we get paid, I feel like it is like the lottery. <laughs> because it's just like, dang. Yes. Like, that's nice. Like, I, I enjoy the fruits of our labor. Well, there's a lot of good feelings as if you won the lottery. For example, like I said this morning, like... I feel like I won the lottery of life. I don't have to rush out, go, you know, go fight traffic. Right. Go be somewhere I don't want to be for hours out of the day. But it's it's funny because at least with that kind of a job, you can leave it at the end for most people. You can leave it at the end of the day and come home. Being that I work at home, it's almost like I'm on, on, on all day, all night. But right. I love it. So for me, it still feels like a lottery. Well, I'll say this. Um, there's another thing that, I'm not even quite sure if it's a rich person, poor person thing because I find so many rich people are such like really holding on to their money. But just when I when I was poor, I would still give. And I just feel like that is a wealthy characteristic to be able to give to others and to be thinking of others. And it's just a wonderful thing um, when you do have the money and you're able to give freely. And so yeah. giving is definitely but um, I know some people um, who um, are a wealthy rich. mindset. I know it's a some mindset. Yeah, and I and I think we both know some people who are rich that the concept of giving is over their heads right now. Oh no, they don't want to. They give. don't want to give. <laughs> and, that is so and true. And it's when it, it's mm. anyway. Yeah. There's another thing. Poor people say I need to dress to impress, and rich people say I don't care what people who keep up with the Joneses think. And of course, everyone always goes back to um, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. They have pictures of them, and yeah. they're all like wearing like, like the same running shoes, turtlenecks, and, right? Like, jeans. Jerry, very, like a very casual outfit that you would think could come from any Marshalls. Well, I'll tell you this: it's or, a little bit sexist because I know if a woman did that, there would be there wouldn't sexist. be respect. Like there would be wealthy like, what's women wrong have with her? to actually dress well, you right. know. So it is a it is a sexist. But mentality. the sad part about it is, a lot of um, rich people they go all the way to the other end, and you can't even recognize them anymore. Fake hair, fake eyelashes, fake lips, fake breasts, fake butt, um, liposuction. I mean, it's just a ton of work that has been done, and it's sad because it's like you lose that innocence, you lose that natural um, look, and I know that. Even on a much smaller level, I see people who barely have any money, who don't have really any money at all. And they make sure, though, that the little money that they do get is going to their hair. It's going to their nails. It's going to a pedicure. And you know what? That's fine. Because when we had a little money, we made sure and we went to say, OK, you know what? We have a 20. Let's go get a pizza or in a movie or something. Right, exactly. Because that was our go-to to feel better. Everyone has their go-tos. And I think that there is um, something that we all have to remember and we have to be conscious that people who, are, who have less money don't just stop living. They're not just saying, hey, I'm just going to sit in my home, look disheveled and destitute until I can pay all my bills. It becomes a way of life where you, you're kind of like playing... Um, you know, I'll pay this bill and this bill this this month, and maybe the next paycheck I'll pay this bill and this bill, and you're you're um, you know you're 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 trying to juggle everything, and while you're juggling, maybe you don't want everyone to know that hey, I'm struggling. Maybe you want to look your best. Right. Maybe right. you want to put up um, put out like 
um, a very nice polished look. That doesn't make someone fake. That doesn't make that doesn't mean that oh they shouldn't spend their money on that. But I think that the I think the challenge between rich and poor when it comes to appearance is is that there are so many poor people that dress to the T. Their kids have the the name brand. They have the name brand, and they spend an exorbitant amount of money on their outfit, and they looked so oh. wealthy. Oh, yeah. When you see the disproportion <laughs> of how wealthy people look, the cars they drive, the things they do, I mean, it's just, okay. and they cannot afford it, and that's a problem. Well, that's, You're spending that's a problem, so but I was talking about like a manicure and a pedicure, and you know, right. but this is a major problem too. I was in Best Buy, mm-hmm. and the person that was um, checking out my stuff, I can't remember how we got into this conversation, mm-hmm. but he said to me, yeah, you know, I'm saving up. And I said, okay. He said, I'm saving up because I want to get that $40,000 watch. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, my eyes must have just jumped out of my head. At Best Buy. Like, what? And there's nothing wrong with being a cashier at Best no, Buy. There isn't. That but, is a fine. but a $40,000 watch? What? Like, that would, that's a whole year's salary, and probably not. Because Best Buy, if you work there for a whole year, I don't even think you're making forty thousand. You're probably yeah, making no thirty thousand, maybe, maybe, maybe thirty thousand. But I don't think but you're making. It 40. was just like, well, you're gonna be here a long time then, because you're gonna spend a whole really year's salary, sa- really, on an asset that will depreciate. That's a thing. It's not even an asset. Sorry, I called it an asset. Like it's, it's just. Are Rolexes assets though? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe jewelry is. Maybe, maybe yeah, if it may- appreciates. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but it's like. But still. I know. I, I was just taken aback by that. I was taken aback. And I was and so I said to him I know it doesn't I'll, appreciate, that's for sure. So if it doesn't appreciate then it's not an sure? investment. Are you sure they don't? I don't think so. I don't think that Rolex Can you is, look that up? You would have to I think that you would have to have a really old Rolex in order for it hmm. to appreciate. So I don't like, I wouldn't start call somewhere. it I would not call that an investment. An investment is something that appreciates so that you can make money. Because some people it. buy like those vintage purses and stuff and I always thought Either it's a, a a huge waste of money, or B maybe it appreciates. I don't know because I don't do any of that stuff. But what I said back to him, I was just like, "Why would you do that?" And he goes, "Why not?" And 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 I remember going, "Because that's it's really expensive." I was so confused. I was like, "Is this real?" And he was like, "Yup, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that soon." And I was like, "Okay, that's 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 nice." <laughs> It was it was surreal to me. It was very surreal because I will straight buy a knockoff watch. So this is what it says for like sixty dollars, forty dollars. And this is what Rolex it. says about itself. So they're gonna they're gonna probably speak up itself. But it says a watch can be a good investment, but like investing in cars, wine, art, or any other tangible asset, it takes real expertise to make real money. If you are interested in a watch that will hold its value. Rolexes are a potentially good choice of brand, but they are not a magic ticket to automatically making money. And this is Rolex speaking about itself. Well, you know what? He well, never actually, said no, this he isn't Rolex. This is. Uh, but he never no, said he he. And that's the thing. He never said he wanted to even do it as an investment. He just wanted to. But that's my. He point. just wanted to go out there and look good. But that's my point. And that's and 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 when wealthy people buy things, they are thinking about: Is this an appreciating asset? Is this an asset that will appreciate? A car will not appreciate. Um, watches generally, you know, unless it's a certain type, it generally will not appreciate. And um, and even buying certain homes at a certain price point 
if you are buying at an inflated time, then that's not an asset either because it's going to depreciate. So I think buying like, a home is one of the riskier things unless you know you're really in a market. But even in a good market, like I have, I, I know someone who bought a house and they're in a great market, but now they're upside down on their, on their mortgage, meaning that their house is worth less than what they're paying on their mortgage. So right. That's tough. So you really need to... Um, Scary. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that poor people say. There's a lot of things that rich people say. And um, listen to what poor people and rich people are saying because what you're doing is you're getting into their mindset. And if you get into the person's mindset, then you can understand why they're at the place that they're at. Wealth is beyond money. Wealth is beyond money. Wealth is a mindset. And if you have a mindset to be able to be able to create and to generate and to produce, then that's a very wealthy mindset. I would always choose to have a wealthy mindset over a lump sum of money and not have that mindset because you'll just lose it. It's like a lottery ticket. Most lottery ticket people, they lose it because they don't even realize the taxes that they have to pay and they don't realize the investments that they have to make sure to ensure that they are paying less taxes every year on that lump sum. It just, it's just, um, wealth is a mindset. And so definitely um, just pay attention to what what is what you're saying and just reflect on that because you could end up realizing from the things that you say that, wait, I'm poor. I'm poor. You know, it's just funny because we're talking about wealthy people and their mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so, so I've been on Twitter. I, I love going on Twitter. And I noticed that Warren Buffett has been treating tweeting like crazy and i'm like wow okay all right so he's tweeting all these things and i'm i'm just like hmm um he has a lot of little wisdom here so let's hear what the poor rich people say um signs of maturity you argue less you listen more you don't force love you become more open-minded you prefer to be silent than to engage in a nonsense conversation. <laughs> your happiness doesn't depend on people, but your inner self, you respect others. You, you respect differences. Another one is a healthy list. Wake up and smile. Meditate, pray, drink more water, eat less sugar, clean your living space, read and write more, remove clutter, don't respond to nonsense, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. A lot of so, people are saying that it's fake, though. They're saying it's a yeah, fake worm. No, but that's the thing. I was like liking these tweets. Like, that's cool. You know, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. You know, I like this one. Life will humble you as you age. You will feel the pain of your mistakes or the blessings of your good choices. If you want a life that gets better as you get older, it's important to make good decisions. If you don't, life becomes very hard and your time starts running out. I was like, wow, Warren has some, he's dropping some truth today. (laughs) And it was like tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. Somebody on Twitter was like, y'all know this isn't Warren Buffett, right? <laughs> like Warren Buffett has time. If, 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 like, listen, to, right. listen to the first tweet. Listen to the, listen to the first tweet when he says, if I don't, I don't speak much and I don't have much to say. People, people don't speak. The first tweet would have let you know that it was a fake account because right after that, he just starts he's tweeting, like, tweeting, tweeting away like he got all the time in the world. Like he's just sitting in his office. Like, ooh, on I got to get another one floor. out. What else can I say on Twitter? I love this new. I love talking. So even I go to his official account, official account, and he's like nine tweets. 
Nine tunes in like how many over years? Over several years. Over like tons of years, <laughs> right? He has Since zero, 1950. He, he doesn't follow anybody, but he has 1.4 million followers. <laughs> Twitter just came on the scene just 20 and years ago. And for some reason, like, it got picked up in the algorithm because it's getting pushed to everybody. Because everyone is like, oh, he's rich. What is a rich person going to tell me about my right. life? And, and, and it's funny because literally on a serious note, people tend to listen to rich people. Right. And what they say. And you know what? A lot of times, hey, they've learned about at least about maybe making money some. And they could probably tell you a lot of stories about how they lost it. Right. And what we are aiming to tell you, though, is that if you have a poor mentality, because it starts in your mind mm-hmm. and, and that's where your words are formed, it's okay. You can make a change from right now. Because for me, I personally am still struggling with a lot of the things that we had talked about. Me too. And I really hope that one day I can say, oh, I don't say that I don't, anymore. I don't talk po no more. Yeah. Oh, no more. But unfortunately, I um I don't want and the thing is, I don't want to say it because you know, we really believe in the power of words. So, I I'm not going to say I'm, you know, I'm still like poor in spirit or whatever. But I do want to say that I'm we're just like everybody else, still having our issues, still having our struggles, but we can we can get through it in our mindset mostly. Yeah. Yeah. We really do. Um so thanks for listening. Please, if you like our podcast, um, if you don't like it too, but please, if you love what you heard, please make sure to leave a rating and review for us. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time. <laughs>